Well, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Give them another hand. And uh, yes. Out of, uh, just, just want to honor and recognize our moms today. So I'm going to ask all the moms to stand. We have something that we're going to give you, our students and different ones. So just stand, moms. Come on, come on, come stand. Um, we want to acknowledge you today. And we got something for you. Our students are coming to give you a flower. We love our moms. Yes. Mothers, flowers for you. Want to acknowledge you. Um, I'm, I agree with Vernon. Where would we be without without moms? So we want to we want to bless you. Yeah, we wouldn't be here. That is true. Would not be here. So um, I know my mom will be watching this uh, later. So mom want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. I'll call later. Um, but um, there was a day that I didn't call her, and I've not lived that down. So mom, I will be calling uh, later on. So we want to make sure all the moms, any moms that are standing, did not get a flower, and we want want to do that. Um, as you get one, these are, we just, we just really want to tell you moms how much we appreciate you and we love you. This is your day. I pray that your children and your husband spoil you rotten today. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, I hope that you, they take you to wherever you want to go, do whatever you want to do, and that you realize that, um, um, that you're loved and appreciated. So thankful for you, for you moms. Okay. Now you can, you can be seated. Some of my, um, my spiritual moms, they are a little bit older, so they were here at the first service. Um, and it's good to have moms, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, um, I love the fact that there's, there's motherhood, and uh, we celebrate. I'm looking at some moms that I, I mean, I love you moms. I'm looking at you, and I'm just saying that you are, you're special. I have a video that I want you to see. I actually have a couple of them. So this one has to do with moms. What does it mean to be a mom? And I'm going to show you that for some of our people. One of my greatest joys of being a mom is spending one-on-one -on -one quality time, seeing who they're becoming and their personalities. Uh, that truly happens during those one-on-one -on -one times that I spend with them. The way Demarius looks at me when I come home is just like unbelievable. His, his face just light up and that just makes my heart smile and joy. And I was like, okay, this is the real meaning of being a mom when your child really enjoys just being around you. <laughs> I think the greatest joy for me would be just watching them experience life. Uh, the little ones when they chase the butterfly for the first time, when they see an ocean, when they feel the waves hit their feet, uh, playing in a field. It's just the simplicity of what I imagine God must delight in, watching us, watching us experience things for the first time. And as a parent, it's just a sweet moment to watch them play and just love life. My kids are grown up now, and so I have kind of in my mind, in my heart, this little play button, and it's like a movie reel, and I can press that button, and I can think about all the fun and silly little things that they did and said, and I can also think about the, the quiet, still times that we had together, maybe just one-on-one, -on -one. and it reminds me of God's faithfulness throughout all the time my kids were growing up, that um, so many times, you know, that the mother's prayers were answered. What is my greatest joy as a mom? Everything. I love being a mom. When I was a girl, I had endometriosis, and the doctor told me that I'd never have children. But I'm here to say 
that our God's greater than that. And God blessed Terry and me with children and it truly, they're our greatest delights. I have actually loved every season of their life. But I love seeing them as adults, seeing them love God, seeing them love their spouse, seeing them love their children, and seeing, in the, seeing them walk in God. It's a joy and I love it. Something flew in my eye just a little bit, so I'm seeing. All right, so those are, those, are, those are the moms. Let's see what the kids have to say about their moms uh, this, this morning. One word to describe my mom would be caring. Selfless. Dramatic. <laughs> Loving. Funny. Or better yet, hilarious. Yes, she's got all the jokes. Caring. Oh. <laughs> Hardworking. <laughs> um, one thing I love about my mom is that she is my best friend and um, she's always there for me. What I love most about my mom is the fact that she uh, is really brave when it comes to handling difficult situations. Just like anything difficult, she knows how to solve it. The fact that she's always willing to sacrifice and put herself in an uncomfortable position so that myself and my sister can always be in a good one. She's everything that anybody could ask for, you know. She's always there helping me, cleaning, you know. So typically everything. What do I love most about my mom? I love that she puts herself at the lowest of her priorities and she just puts everyone above herself. She always keeps a full fridge and a stove ready for us. No, hold on, how will I phrase that? She always has food ready for us on the stove or in the kitchen. What I love most about my mom is that she's really goofy and she's always making sure that I'm okay and on top of things. So, so we do celebrate you moms. Um, I um, love the fact that we uh, we, we have mothers and we need to celebrate them uh, in a world where people are coming against motherhood. They're trying to, trying to stop motherhood. They think that it's, that it's, it's something else to be able to, uh, to, to come against um, mothers and the family unit. And so I am, I am and, and in the middle of that, I am so thankful that we have mothers and we celebrate you today. Yeah. We celebrate you because you you have been you have been selfless. Uh, you you go the extra mile. I love the fact um, she's in here making my my wife somewhere trying to make sure that backdrops and all things that we're going in children's ministry. But uh, I love my my wife, who's the mother of my kids. She uh, she's a great mom. There's no mom like like my my wife. I mean she's she's. She's amazing. I love I love my mom, but I love Vanessa and the fact that she is uh, she's ferocious. When she loves ferocious, she loves those kids, and um, I, I love him too. But there's no love like a mom's love. Would you say that? Yeah. There's no 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 love like a mother's love. I mean, people would say to me, I didn't understand this when they would say, "You have a face that only a mother would love." I don't know. I didn't I didn't understand what they meant by that. You know, I, was like, I took it as a compliment. You know what I'm saying? It's like. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell me something I did, you know what I'm saying? And so finally, somebody would be like, dummy, idiot, that means that you're ugly. <laughs> and then they said it in a Texas way, bless your heart, you know. <laughs> bless your heart. You're like, oh, 
bless me. You know what I'm saying? I just too dumb to know. But I, I love the fact that God is God surrounds us. He has us with mothers. And not just our, 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 our biological mothers, but there are spiritual mothers in the house. Yeah. And I believe that this is a season where God is calling the spiritual mothers to rise up and take their rightful place in the kingdom. Where people try to despise them. And, and sometimes the mothers are saying that, hey, this, uh, my body, my right, all these different things are trying to trash motherhood. I'm saying this is a day, this is a time for mothers to rise up. And I'm saying that the earth will rise up and call you blessed today. And, and, and throughout, just because God has called you for such a time as this. Amen? And so you need to do that. I love my mom. I'm going to tell you what, I, I drove my mom crazy. It was just, she had, she had three boys and one girl, and I just did. You guys know, y'all, she'll be here next week speaking at the ladies' event. So um, if you, or this, yeah, this next week. And so you don't want to miss that. I mean, she is, my mom, uh, every story that I've told you, you to check. Is that true? All those stories are true. All those stories that I've told you, I didn't, I didn't make them up. They're true. My mom, she, who taught us the word, but we used, but, but also she didn't wait for my daddy to get home. There was none, none that never came out of her mouth. She would do it herself. She would, and she was, a, she was organized, like organized crime. She was organized, and so she'd be like, go get me a switch for your brother. And, and my brother would come back with a, tree, with a tree, I mean, just dragging it in, you know. I'm like, I'm going to get you next. So, I, I, I mean, just that kind of stuff. She would use phrase like, I'm going to beat the black off of you. And um, <laughs> so I'm next week in science class going to say, teacher. Is that possible? My mama says she's going to beat the black off me. Like, yep, you're going to be white, and your name is going to be Greg. <laughs> she's going to beat the black off of you. Like, why? Because of these grades. Because of these grades. I mean, my mom, she, she, I mean, nobody could, you know, you were talking about getting a whooping. Uh, my mom was like, she, with, with the switch, there was none other. Zorro. She could, she, could put the, she could tag her name on the back of my leg. I mean, she just tagged just, just right there. Like a Picasso, you know, she was just, she was just good at it. Mom just, you know, I mean, there's still, still spankings, I remember. Anyway, so, uh, sorry, I was having a moment. Um, but I, I love her. She's a woman full of the word, and she, uh, she's full of life. And they are right now, and they're, you know, I just tell them, you guys need to retire. They go, retire's not in the Bible. They're, they're started, have started a church in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and they are, they're saying, there's like, there's murders every week, but we're going to turn this city around for Jesus, you know, so they're still going, and they're, and they're, and they're older age. I can't say old age because they're actually the same age as Terry and Susan. So in their older age, uh, they're still going, and so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Susan, who's being my, my spiritual mom here. Uh, since I've since I've been here, and it's just amazing, amen? amen. And so God is saying that for, and so dads, don't think you're gonna get away. I'm gonna get y'all next month, but it's all good. So I want you to um, to we're gonna dive into the word for a little bit. I'm gonna try to let you guys out just a little bit early so you can go, and uh, you won't be able to beat the crowds uh, wherever you're taking your moms. But I hope you have a great Mother's Day. But you have your Bibles. Turn to Third John. And I'm going to talk to you for a little bit, and I'm going to pray. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, for these people, your people. And I, I pray, Lord, that the word of God, your word, would come out today. Lord, you would come from these lips of, of mine um, with, with anointing and with the power of your spirit. And, Lord, they're your words, so let, let not one of them return unto you void. I pray, God, that you would help us to, to hear the word of God, the engrafted word of God that is able to save our souls. So we thank you for that. 
and we bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. And while you're turning to, to Third John, I want to make a statement, um, and I want you to look up here at me as you, after you get done turning there. Uh, last week I made a statement, and uh, I, I meant what I said. I no, there's not a statement that I make from this platform that I don't mean. I, I'm, I, I work on these sermons and these messages so that I want to feed you good food. That is my job, to feed the flock with good food. And you need to have good food. I'm not just, just throwing out things that, is just, that are my opinions. I want to preach the word of God in this church because you need the word of God during this time. What else are you going to stand on? You try to stand on emotions and all these other things, but you need the word of God. But I made a statement last, last week, and I meant it. I'm not taking back the statement, but I did make it um, and sometimes I get carried away as, because I'm, I'm passionate. I'm a passionate pastor uh, and passionate in preaching. But I said something last week about abortion as it is murder of ch innocent children. I believe that. I'm not backing down from that. I believe that abortion is wrong. I believe that murdering innocent children is wrong. And I believe that this nation, whether it's turned back from Roe versus Wade, all those different things, I am an advocate for it. I am for pro-life because Jesus is about life. But what I want to say is, is that I always want to say those things and my words be seasoned with grace. Here's what I mean. The, the statistics are that one in four women have had an abortion. So the, the chances that there are people that were in the congregation or here even that, that have had an abortion, I want to say this, there is grace for you. I want to say that not only is there grace for you, but there's, there's newness of life. There is fresh, um, there, there, there's the fresh love of the Father. So I never want anybody to be condemned in any way. But at the same time, there is repentance and there is change and there is a new clean slate. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning and his mercies are for us. So I want to say to you, if you've had an abortion, there's help. We can we walk you through those things so you can get healing. But I do believe that it's still wrong. So again, I don't back down from that. But I do want you to know that there is grace and mercy for you if you've had that. So I wanted to make sure that I made that clear. Does that make sense to you? Okay, I just want to make sure you know that. I'm, I mean, sometimes I can get, mm, and so because I'm, because the world is doing that. You hear me? The world, they're not playing fair. The world is not playing fair when it comes to coming against um, the church or coming against, um, coming against the body of Christ. And so uh, I want to stand firm. We have to stand during this time. Stand, therefore, with your loins gird about with truth. If you're not going to stand on the word of God, we're not going to stand in this time, then what are we doing? We're just meeting for just meeting to say. But if we're going to make a stand, we need to do that. But there always is grace. But at the same time, God is saying, what will you do? How are you going to stand? How are you going to, how are you going to live? And so that's what, that's what we're, they're not playing for. I'm telling you, there's a, there, there's a deal coming out. Whatever was leaked about the uh, Roe versus Wade, whatever was leaked about that, I don't, I don't know. All I know is I'm on the side of life. Yeah. I'm on the side of life. Anybody else in here on the side? Yeah. Of life, anybody else in here want to say and say what? And so I'm just want to make sure I am not the only one. Not only am I not the only one, I'm going to say this as well, and that is I'm praying for them. They can protest, but I pray as they protest, they'll be pro-life at the end of it, because Jesus is on the side of life, and we're on the side of life. Now let's read um, um, Third John. We're going to start it because it's just one chapter. <laughs> We're going to start at, at verse 1, and let me set it up for you. Uh, John is writing a letter to Gaius, who has had some trouble in the church. Trouble in the church. Anybody ever heard of trouble in the church? 
Anybody ever heard of trouble in the church? Here's what I'm going to say about trouble in the church. Um, there is no perfect church, Amen. including this one. It immediately began to stop being perfect the moment you walked in uh, the church. It stopped being perfect. Is that, is that true? Imperfect people come to an imperfect church, and that's why Jesus said he's coming back for a spotless bride, and he's coming back for because he is working and he is building his church, and you are a part of it. As he's building the church, that means that he is working on you, and he's working on us. Amen? Working on me. And so that's why we got to stop this consumerism that's going, that's going on in the church. we got to stop it, where people just be like, I'm going to go to that church because they... Because I like this and I like that and I make they have this oh and that's so good and all that stuff and and so one of the things that I don't ask people I don't ask this I don't sit up there and go how was your worship experience you know why I don't care because it ain't for you worship ain't for you is it what you need to be asking is, Lord, was it a sweet-smelling fragrance to your nostrils? Or did I give it my all? Did I hold back? Did I give everything I have? Because the worship ain't for you. It's for him. Is that the truth? Yeah. You can say, y'all looking at me like, he, he telling the truth. Yes, I am telling the truth. It is for him. The worship is for him. So it doesn't matter. If we came in here with a jug and a washboard, we could still worship the Lord because he's worthy of all of our praises. Brother came in here with a who, 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 who. And then all of a sudden, somebody... We're going to praise the Lord because he's worthy of all the praises. It ain't about you. It's all about him. And we got to get that in our mind. It's not about you. Took the kids to the zoo one time. Took them to the zoo. Look at that. Looking at some animals. The Fort Worth Zoo. Looking up was just like the ugliest creature I've ever seen in my life. The Lord was like, that didn't make that for you. Everything brings glory to me. And so that's what we got to understand and know. Amen? Oh, no, that's the, that's the part we're supposed to say amen. Anyway, so there's trouble in the church. John is writing a letter to Gaius um, because he, this is a church in Asia. And the fact that Diotrophes has, has, has gotten a hold of himself and he is, his head has gotten big and he's not letting Christians come through. He's not letting Christians come in and traveling preachers come in and he's stopping that because he is trying to guard that and keep that. And so John is writing a letter to Gaius and he's saying that, that he, we're gonna, I'm going to address that when I come, but there's a situation that's going on, but I am rejoicing in this. And this is where he comes in and he's talking. So the elder, this is John referring to himself, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. I want you to say the word me, truth. I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I'm going to stop here just for a second because this, this is what this is saying. That's what I love about God. He's saying, he's saying this. I want you to prosper. I want you to be in good health. I want you to prosper in, in all things, but not as much as your soul prospers. As your soul prospers, I want you to prosper. I don't want you to prosper beyond the, the, the recesses of the, your soul prospering. So that means that your soul has to grow. Your soul has to grow in God. And so as that grows, as your soul prospers, I want you to prosper. Because that's, you ever seen anybody that, that, that have, have just got out there too soon or, or they've got fame and fortune, whatever got to them? That's how the downfall happens because pride can come in. So he said, I want you to prosper even as your soul prospers. And then he said, verse 3 says, For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. 
just as you walk in the truth. Here's what he says. I have no greater joy than this, than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Another version will say, walk in truth, walk in the truth. I have no greater joy. Is that, is that every mom's prayer? Yeah. Is it not every mom's prayer? That they walk in the truth. Here's what that word really means. In the Amplified, it talks about it's the same truth that when it talks about when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So here's what that says. I have no greater joy than this, than my children are walking in Jesus. My children are walking in. If my children are walking with Jesus. I mean, I have no greater joy than that. No matter what job they're working, um, no matter what where they what background, if they're walking in the truth, if they're saved, if they're if they're if they're a believer, if they're believing in Jesus and Jesus is, and they're walking with Jesus, I have no greater joy than that. Amen. I mean, I'm, I want them to walk in the truth. I want them to walk in Jesus. I want them to be saved. When 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 our kids were born, um, when uh, when they were when they were. When, Vanessa found out that she was pregnant. She told me, um, they would ask me, they go, are you just so excited about, about, this, about this child? And what's the biggest thing that you're looking for? So I was like, uh, that they would be healthy. I want them to be healthy. That's really want them to be healthy. But Vanessa, she had all these hopes and these dreams. And, and, I, and I, I started catching on. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to start believing that. I want you guys to change the world. I would say that to him. You're gonna, you guys are going to be world changers. You guys are going to be amazing. I'm telling you what, you're going to turn the world upside down. That's what they're going to say about you. And then as they got older, I'm just like, you know what? If you guys could just pick up your socks, <laughs> I would like really be amazed. About it. I mean, if you, could just, if you could just close the door behind you, if you could just pray. Anyway, just, I, I just, there's things that I just wanted them to do. And it just, if you could now, it's just like if you would pay your tolls, you know, you know, so I want to just, and it just changes. And so the truth is, is that nothing has changed on the fact that I want our children to walk in the light and walking in, in the truth. Because if you're walking in truth, so if, uh, if the truth will, we're going to sit here in a minute, if the truth will make you free, then a lie will keep you in bondage. A lie will keep you in bondage. Last week we talked about the lies, the wolves, those wolves that try to keep you from walking in God's, God's, uh, God's grace and his, his destiny for your life. What are the wolves? Identifying the wolves in your life that, would, that, that lie to you, that lie to you on a constant basis. What lies are you believing that are keeping you from walking in the truth? Because if you're believing a lie, if the enemy has lied to you about whatever, it's one way for you to stay in bondage and God never intended for you to be in bondage. Intended for you to live in the truth. Now turn this is turn turn over to John chapter eight, and we're going to stay here for the remainder of, of the rest of the morning. Well, it is noon. Uh, the rest of the time, so that we can I can exegete this passage, and you will see this. And it is it is so important that you walk in the truth because there's so many lies that are happening right now and the lies that are going around and surfacing and, and, and just swirling around the body of Christ. You, you can just turn on the news, turn on the radio, turn on any podcast or whatever and hear, and hear lies because they're readily available, just spewing out lies. And so you have, to be, uh, you have to concentrate on what the truth is. And it's not a what, it's a who. His name is Jesus. Here's what it says. We're going to cut in on verse 31, John chapter 8, verse 31. And because the question is, is what we have to answer is this. The question we have to answer is this. Is it possible for a believer, a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Christ, 
Is it possible for a believer to be in bondage? Is it? Some people don't necessarily believe that. It's like, I'm a believer of Christ. I'm a, I'm, I, I'm a follower of Christ. Can, is it possible for them? Is it possible that some of you in right here right now, some of you watching online, is it possible for you to be in bondage and, and, not, and, not, and not be free? Yeah. I'm telling you what, people could be sitting over here right now hearing a, good, hearing a message and still walk in bondage. Yeah. That's right. Not even necessarily know it. Not even know it. Yeah. I'm going to prove it to you. Here we go. Then Jesus said, to those Jews who believed in him. I want you to remember that. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my, my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Everybody's heard that passage before. Maybe if you're not, maybe you're hearing it for the first time. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Have you read the Bible? They had been in bondage to everybody. Everybody, Chaldeans, and, 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 and they forgot about that 400 years, y'all were in sla uh, slavery, and then all that, but they said, we are descendants of Abraham. How can you say we'll be made free? Y'all been in, in bondage to everybody. But it's possible for you to be in deception and not really know it. That's what the enemy wants you to do is walk in deception. And here's what I want to say to you. This is, you need to hear this. A deceived person doesn't know they're deceived. They don't know they're deceived. And you, you, you know it too. Some of y'all got friends. Some of y'all got loved ones and relatives that you say something to them and they answer back and be like, that's not true. And you just smile at them. You're just like, mm. <laughs> Grandma used to say, child, he don't know. <laughs> Grandma used to say, child, he don't know. He deceived. And so grandma would be like, watch, 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 watch him. He deceived. He's going to walk right into a wall because he doesn't even necessarily know he deceived. I try to tell him. Anybody know, anybody do that try to tell him deal? Come on, some of you moms, that's a good time for y'all to be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, try to tell him. But they don't want to hear the truth. And this is what I'm saying. This is why y'all, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. Because we got a world of people out there that, are tr that think they know and they don't. We got a world of people out there that are walking in deception and they're walking in, in the darkness and the light needs to come on. So this is where the body of Christ has to arise, shine, for the light has come. Yeah. And the glory of the Lord is risen and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Shine the light because they're walking in darkness. You walk in darkness and stay in darkness, then you won't know the truth. And they said that. They go, we, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage to anybody. How do you say we've been made free? And Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits a sin, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. They were talking about a freedom that is on, that, that in their perception. Jesus came to bring a freedom. He came to bring a freedom that's beyond your, compre your comprehension, your mind, whatever. He comes to bring a freedom to bring you out of any darkness and into his marvelous light. You know who does that? The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. I didn't make that up. That's what the Bible says. The spirit of truth. When he, this is what Jesus said. These are the, 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 red, the red letters. When the helper comes, when the spirit of truth will comes, he will guide you into all truth. That word truth is the same word that I said that Jesus said, I am the way, the 
and the life. So he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, when the helper comes, he will guide you into all Jesus. Amen. He'll guide you into all things that have to do with Jesus. But you have to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. And you have to take the restrictions off of the Holy Spirit in your life. If the Holy Spirit wants to guide you into place, see, this is what we've done. We say, Holy Spirit, you can stay in this room, you can stay in this room, but I don't want you to come in all the rest of my life. You can't have all of me. So I'm changing the song. I surrender some, some to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender. And you'll sing it with gusto because you just like, Lord, I surrender some. Lord's like, I want all of you. I want all your mind, your heart, your soul, your emotions. I want everything. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. You got to have all. You got to have even your thoughts. He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said God. And for you to know them, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into the thoughts of Jesus to help you to think his thoughts. You have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that you get to think his thoughts, but you won't if you're staying back and not letting the Holy Spirit guide you into what Jesus has said. It's the truth. It's the truth. The other day I was at a restaurant, as I find myself often, and I... (laughs) I, I was, they had it roped off. They had it, they had it roped off, this area roped off. And they, and they said, and they said, they were just like, hey. I was like, I looked over, I go, what's going on, what's going on in there? And they go, sir, that is a, <coughs> that is a private party. I said, I like to party. <laughs> I love to party. They go, no, sir, that's, that's a private, that's a private party. So, these, my, my pastors, they know that sometimes I'll just bust through the lines. I don't even care. I just walk in sometimes and be like, hey, you know, that's the best way to do even a black family reunion. Just act like you know somebody. You go in and get all the food because we love everybody. You don't even look like us. Y'all come to the family reunion. Come to the family reunion. You don't know nobody. Just like, hey, who you know? You know I know Cutting Pete. Cutting Pete, you one of his? Come on in. That's how black people are. We just bring everybody in. And that's how I, I, I get in sometimes. Now, now, some of y'all are laughing, but here's the truth. I want you to understand this. Some of us has roped off the recesses of some places where we have not wanted God to go into. It's roped off. Holy Spirit, you can stay over here now. Stay over here. But you can't come in here and get where, where I'm in bondage, where I'm in sin. You can't have my thought life. You can't have this anger. You can't have this, this unforgiveness. I'm going to hold on to it. You can't come in here. And I'm asking you this morning. I'm asking you this afternoon. Where is it those places in your life where you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to come in? And change you. Only you know what it is, and the Holy Spirit will tell you. You step stepping back and just like Holy Spirit, I want you to take all of me. You ever get to a place where you're tired of living in bondage? It's some for some of us, it's the little foxes. It's the little things that spoil the vine. Some of you can say, God, I'll serve you. I'll serve you, but 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 only only in this way. God's like, if you'll if you'll surrender all to me, I'll take you in a place that you've never been before. I'll take you out. I, I mean, I'm telling you, strap in your seatbelt. I'll take you places that you've never even seen before. How do you know? Because the Bible says, call to me and I will answer and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about. And only you can answer that. And they was walking in deception right here, walking in. In, in, in deception. And here's the, here's the point. God, he, they said that we, we're Abraham's 
descendants. We, we've never been in bondage. They didn't even know. They've been in, Roman soldiers are right there, right, right, right there. They don't even necessarily know. They're in bondage and not able to see. Then he says, Jesus, in that same passage, he says, if you're a slave to sin, then you don't abide in the house. Only a son or a daughter abides in the house. There's got to be a transition that happens from you going from the slave quarters into the house. Where does that transition have to happen? In the mind. In your mind. Where, where is it that, that, that happens? You've got to change the way that you think. Because a slave <clears throat> is always trying to survive. They're just trying to make it. They don't have what it takes. They're just trying to get, get the, the scrap from the master's table. A son or a daughter... They walk in like they own the place. Open up the refrigerator and let the coolness of the air fill their lungs <laughs> while they look at the leftovers and all the things that are in the refrigerator. Our refrigerator is full right now uh, only because I hadn't been home in a few days. But um, the truth is, is that a son opens the door and they just look like they own, they own, like they own the place. Where, where are the places where you've been in bondage in your mind, and the Holy Spirit is saying, if you're, let me take that, let me have that. Let the exchange happen. Because you're still holding on to the, you're still holding on to heaviness, and the Lord's like, I'll, I'll give you the garments of praise for that spirit of heaviness. You're still trying to hold on to some ashes, and he said, I'll give you beauty for those ashes. You're still trying to, trying to do the, the mourning. God says, I'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. The essential oil, the true, the first essential oils. And some of y'all be lathered up with that stuff, and I can tell who is selling essential oils or not. I can see you coming. I can see some of y'all coming. It'd be a haze sometimes. It'd be like, good morning, Pastor Chris. I'm like, I can't see you. Who are you? You're lathered up in thieves. So what is it? Is it did I say it right? Yeah, somebody need to thieve and steal that from you so you don't put all so much. Just lathered up in it. But some of you need the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you need to return back to the joy of your salvation. Some of you need the freedom of the Lord. Some of you need to realize that you are blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going in, blessed coming out. Some of you need to know that you're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that you are blessed and highly favored. Amen? Some of you need to get your spiritual swagger back so you realize that God has called you for such a time as this. And God has called you not only for such a time as this, but you to rise up and be who he's called you to be. And you can't do that if you're walking in bondage. Because free people hurt people, loved people. It's time for you to know who you are in Christ. What the word of God says. This is what he's saying. No greater joy than my children are walking in the truth. Are you walking in the truth this morning? Or are you walking in deception? And only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. But the Holy Spirit, he'll direct you. He'll, 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 he'll navigate you to those places that you need to. What, what are the lies? You can ask Holy Spirit, Lord, what, Holy Spirit, what are the lies that I've been believing? What are the lies that I've been believing that has kept me? I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to be free. Anybody else want to be free? Yeah. 
I want to be free. I, I want to walk in the freedom. I don't want to get to heaven and realize that I, that I was walking in deception and some things. And God's like, no, I paid for it all. You to walk in freedom. And so sometimes somebody has to walk you through freedom. Somebody has to walk, walk you past the hurt and the pain and the shame and the disappointment and all the things that the enemy, somebody's got to walk you past that because there's limitations and you feel like, well, I, I've done that before and it hurt and I can't go past that again. Holy Spirit's like, no, I'm going to navigate you past it, honey. I'm going to take you past that, that point of pain because that pain I'm turning into purpose so that you can walk out the purpose that I have for you, says the Lord. Some of you have been hurt. Some of you uh, have that hurt has, has, has been telling you that you can't, do, you can't go past it. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to take you past the point of pain so that you can walk in the purpose and you can attain the promise. Because my promises are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Some of you have been waiting. Just like, I don't know what promise, what promise is. Well, all of them are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. What promises are you holding on to? But what lies are you, are you holding on to? It's the freedom of the Lord. I told you guys this story. My, my, my mom had a, um, she, she led me to the Lord uh, when I was eight years old on a Thursday night after the Cosby show. After the Cosby show, uh, I remember sitting down with my knees to my chest beside her bed. And as a, I don't know what it was, a conviction. I don't know why I was convicted about about the whole deal with the, after that, and uh, she came in and she said, "Honey, what's the matter?" And I said, "Mama," I said, "I don't know. I've been going to church my whole life. I was eight years old at the time. My whole entire life, <laughs> been going to church, but I still don't know you. I don't know Jesus like like you and Dad do. I don't know." And he said, "She said, you would you like for me to lead you to the Lord?" I said, yes, ma'am, I sure would like for you to lead me to it. I said, I don't even, I've, I've, I've heard people pray that prayer, but I want, you, I, want you to, I want you to pray with me. Mom led me, and she led me to the Lord right then and there. And I don't know, I, I, you know, there was times before that where I would go down and get saved so many times. And um, as I got saved so many times, but I remember that the Lord, the Lord came in and did something in my life when I was eight years old. And then when it came time for my own kids, for me to lead them to the Lord, I never forget it. We were at a Taco Bell, which is the best place to leave to lead kids to the Lord. Taco Bell. We were sitting there, and, and um, the kids were there, and they just we started talking about the Lord. And right there, in the middle of my kids eating that Nacho Bell Grande, right there in the middle of the deal, I led them to the Lord. And I thought it was amazing. I said, I, I even said that, what you say after the end? Welcome to the kingdom of God, you saved people. I said that to them. And I do the whole deal. I did a, I did a pastor deal. Hall of heaven is rejoicing now that you've come into the kingdom uh, for such a time as this. And they'd be like, Dad, don't put your pastor face on. Come on, this is just us. Two weeks later, they went to go see my mom in Arkansas. And they came back and they said, Dad, we thought we were saved. But when Grandma led us to the Lord, when Grandma led us to the Lord, we know we saved. I go, what are you talking about? Said, I'm telling you what, Grandma, when she prayed with us, it wasn't just so, it just wasn't some, Lord, I just give you my life. And it, they, she was like, Lord. I mean, she just prayed, just prayed with them. And so I said, like, what happened? They go, you gave us Taco Bell. Grandma gave us pancakes and, and bed, eggs and bacon. She's like, she made this big old meal. And then after we were full, she sat us down and she talked to us about the Lord. And not only did we get saved, but we got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit right then and there over some grits. 
and some, and, and, and so I called my mom, and I said, Mom, what gives? I led him to the Lord. She goes, baby, let me tell you something. She goes, let me tell you something. She goes, I know you prayed a prayer with him. She goes, but I was not stopping at salvation. I was trying to get him all the way into the kingdom, and I was trying to get him filled with the Holy Spirit because you can't walk in freedom without the Holy Spirit, baby. So you going to actually go through. So what I want to hear from you is two words. Thank you. <laughs> I know mom's going to be watching this later. She says, say thank you. And some of you, God is bringing out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the words on your lips need to be thank you for the truth of God's word. And just like I told you, I, I ran my mother. My mother, I mean, I'm telling you, we drove her crazy. And some of you guys ain't heard this story, but I, I, I one time, um, you, any moms ever get to a point where you've had enough? Anybody moms ever get to a point where you're just like, I have had enough? And my mother had had enough. And she said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you come out of him right now. I mean, really, she did. Just, you come out, come out, in Jesus' name. And I know it was the devil that told me to try it, so I just did. And so I went, and I fell down on the ground, and I said, we won't let him go. We won't let him go. Like, what will you have to do with me, Thelma? You know? And, and my mother, she stepped back, and she went, stop that. Stop that. And I was like, uh, I'm telling you what, I wanted to play. If I'd have had some alcohol cells for tablets, I'd have put them in my mouth. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> she still to this day just mad at me. She may tell that story when she comes. But I was like, no. I scared her. I scared her. She was so mad at me. She goes, oh, no, huh? Wait till your daddy get home. It's like, all of a sudden, I just, <laughs> I'm healed. I'm set free and delivered right now. Like I, <laughs> that's a true story. I did. I just came down. She, she was so mad at me. She said, I mean, I got stories like that for days, you know. Or she'd be, Mama didn't wait for Daddy to get home. She would. Mm, let me tell you what. I love you, Mom. And I love all the moms that are here. And God is good. And God is doing something in our midst. How many of you are glad about what God is doing in our midst? How many of you are glad, grateful for the things that God is doing right here in our midst? Thank you for watching this message with us. We truly hope that it was a blessing to you. And if it was, would you hit that like button and also subscribe so you can see our content in the future? We'll see you on the next one.